Praise the Lamb of God, this is D.K. Grooms with Rock Solid Truth, and I am glad that you have joined with us today. I pray that the glory of the Lord has been encompassing you, round about you and your family. Amen. Praise the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. What a glorious day and what a blessed day it is to serve and to magnify and to glorify the precious Lamb of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. It's good to see you. Amen. Praise the Lamb of God. Even though I can't see you, you're seeing me. Hallelujah. I've been speaking to you from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. And I've been asking you a question, and that question is, do you know who you are in Christ? Let's look at the scripture, 2 Corinthians 5.17. I pray that by now, as if you've been watching us, amen, that you brought your Bibles along with you, amen, so we can go through the scriptures together. I want to, I want to tell you that if you don't have your Bible, it's like a gunfighter going and having a duel without a gun. Praise the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. So, Hope you brought your Bibles, and let's get on with it. Amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore if, any man is be, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. What a statement. Do you know who you are in Christ? Old things have passed away. You're a brand new creature, and all things have become new. New. It's not that you hope to know someday. It's not that maybe someday you will have revelation of knowing. But do you know today? Do you know this very hour right now who you are in Christ? Because I'll tell you that the devil knows. The devil knows if you know, if you know who you are in Christ. You see, it's a wonderful thing for you to know the power and the glory that lives and reigns inside of you. The Word of God says that it's dunamis power, resurrection power. That's what Paul said, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. That I may know him being made conformable unto death. That I may know him in his suffering. Praise the Lamb of God. That's what Paul was saying, that I might know him. And so I ask you the same question. Do you know who you are in Christ? What the Lord has done in you, with you, for you, when you became born again? Now, you might ask, why is it so important that you know who you are in Christ? It's a good question. Why is it so important that you know who you are in Christ? Because if you cannot, if you do not know what you have, how can you use it? You cannot use what you don't realize that you have. If you do not know that which already belongs to you, through his atonement, through you being born again, you'll never be able to use what you know that you don't know that you've got. And you've got all things pertaining to life and godliness, according to 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. As a born-again child of God, you have been given all things pertaining to life and godliness. That's what the Word of God says. Let's read it together. According as His divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness. That means that all things pertaining to this physical life and all things pertaining to spiritual life, you've already got. But you have them, and you're able to use them according to the knowledge that you have of Him that has called us to glory and virtue. 
All these things have already been given to you through your brand new spirit. The new creature that God gave you when you become born again. Now, I'll say it again. If you do not know what you have, how are you going to use it? How do you know how to use what you don't know that you have? If you do not realize that you have it, then you will not be able to take advantage of what you have. And if you will not be able to live in the privilege, and you're not going to be able to live in the privilege of something you don't know that you have that Christ has given to you. You see, the church is filled with people who only relate their experience with Christ by what they see happening around them. Maybe I need to say that again. The church is filled with people who only relate their experience with the Lord Jesus Christ to what they see happening around them. They only relate their experience with Christ to what's taking place in their emotions or through their actions. And it's so wrong. It's so wrong. And it's so unscriptural to compare that which of the flesh to that which is of the spirit. In your spirit, the Word of God says that you are more than a conqueror. You're not only a conqueror, you are more than a conqueror. Romans chapter 8, verse 37. Nay, in all of these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. The Word of God tells you that in your spirit, you have the mind of Christ. Well, you've got the mind of Christ living inside of you. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16. For who hath known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. But we, we as children of God, we as born-again children of God, have the mind of Christ within our spirit. I will tell you that most of God's people don't understand that. They don't understand that they have the mind of Christ. And you should be able, and you should tap into that mind when your mind becomes renewed. Because the mind of Christ lives inside of you. That's the whole point of you beginning to think like God thinks, like Jesus thinks. Look at 1 John chapter 2, verse 20. In your spirit, you know all things. That's what the Word of God says. 1 John 2.20 But ye have an unction from the Holy One. Now notice what it says. And you know all things. In your spirit, the fruit of the Spirit abounds. In your spirit, the, spirit, the fruit of the Spirit abounds. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, temperance, they're all within your spirit. In your spirit, you're perfect. In your spirit, you're complete. That which is of the flesh, that which is of the body, that which is of the emotions, that which is of the soul, cannot be compared to that which is in your spirit. Your spirit is not your soul, although some people believe that it is. It's not. Man is a triune being, spirit, soul, body. Your spirit is not your body. 
Your spirit is that which was created for you by God when you became born again. And that spirit can only be accessed. It can only be viewed. It can only be perceived through the word of God. You can't see it unless you view it through the word of God. You can't comprehend it unless you, unless you comprehend it through the word of God. It can only be accessed through the word of God. Now, follow me. If you want to see if your hair is combed right, amen? If you want to see if your hair is right, what do you do? I mean, if you're in my case, you don't have to look very long at the mirror, amen, to know which hair is right and which hair is not right. But if you want to see if your hair is combed right, what do you do? You look in the mirror. You have to look in the mirror if you want to see if your hair is combed right. You cannot tell if your hair is combed by feeling or even by touching. So what you have to do is you have to look in the mirror. And you have to trust what you're seeing. When you look in the mirror, you have to trust what you're seeing. The mirror shows what hair is in place and what hair is out of place. That which is out of place, you put back in place with a comb or a brush or even your fingers. And you trust what you're seeing in the mirror. Now, listen to me. How do you know that what you are seeing in that mirror is accurate? How do you know that it's accurate? I mean, this is not a trick question. How do you know that what you're seeing in that mirror is accurate? Because you're not really seeing your hair in that mirror. I'll say it again. You're not really seeing your hair in that mirror. What you're seeing is a reflection of your hair. I've got some revelation for you. You're going to spend your entire life and you're never going to see the hair on the top of your head. In my case, <laughs> never mind. You can see a reflection of it. You can see through the mirror or a picture a reflection of it, but you're never going to see your hair. You'll only see the reflection of it. And yet, the reflection, you have to trust that what you're seeing is accurate. That's exactly how the Word of God is. You will never see your spirit. You will never perceive your spirit. You can only see a reflection of your spirit. And you can only see our reflection through the Word of God. You've got to believe what the Word of God has got to say about you. The Word of God says that you're the apple of His eye. The Word of God says that you are righteous and that you are true holiness. The Word of God says that you are an overcomer, a conqueror. The Word of God says that you are the head and not the tail. You're going to have to start believing 
what that spiritual mirror, the Word of God says, so that you can see and hear what your spirit man is all about. Look at John chapter 6, verse 63. John chapter 6, verse 63. It is the spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. This is Jesus speaking. The word of God is spirit and the word of God is life. The word of God is a perfect spiritual representation. In other words, it's the spiritual mirror that tells you and lets, allows you to view your spirit. There is absolutely no way that you're ever going to be able to see your spirit. You'll only be able to see the reflection of it through the Word of God. You'll never see it apart from the Word of God. And you cannot view your spirit based upon your body or based upon your soul. You cannot view your spirit based upon the things that are taking place in your emotions or in your actions. That which is flesh is flesh. And that which is spirit is spirit. Your body, your emotions, your soul, they're all flesh. They're all flesh. Your spirit is that which is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. Your spirit has the mind of Christ. Your spirit knows all things. Your spirit is complete. Your spirit is perfect. Your spirit has all things pertaining to life and godliness. But you can't see your spirit just like you cannot see your hair. But the way that you see your hair is by looking in a mirror and seeing the reflection of your hair. And the way that you see your spirit is by the reflection of what you see through the Word of God. And if you're not going to listen to what the Word of God has to say, you're never going to grasp a hold of who you really are in the Lord Jesus Christ. So what does the Word of God tell us? In Ephesians 1.3, it says that we are blessed with all spiritual blessings. We are blessed with all spiritual blessings. That's what the Word of God says. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3, let me read it. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. That's what the Word of God tells you. You're blessed with all spiritual blessings. But pastor, I don't feel like it. I, don't, I just don't feel like it. doesn't matter whether you feel like it or not. You are. And the question is whether or not you're going to believe it. The Word of God is the mirror. It's the window that allows you to see your spirit. And there's no other way for you to gain access to the spirit and the spirit of God because it can only be accessed through the Word of God. Boy, you ought to see what the Word of God has got to say about you. I want to tell you, you're awesome. But until you understand, until you understand what the Word has got to say about you 
and your spirit, you're never going to know that. You're never, you're never going to know how much He loves you and how much He cares for you and how much He desires for you to walk in His glory and in His power. How much He desires for you to be free from sickness and He wants you to prosper in all things. He delights in the prosperity of His servants. He sent His word to heal you and to set you free from all your destruction. Psalms 107 verse 20. What a powerful word. What a powerful, powerful word. It's a powerful word. I mean, our God is a good God. Our God is a wonderful God. Our God is a glorious God. And He wants you to walk in the power and in the glory of His might. He has an expected end for you. God has a purpose for you. He loves you. He wants you to see who you really are. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lamb of God. And the only way to gain access to God, and the only way to gain access to the Spirit of God, has to be through the Word of God. Now, someone's going to say, well, the Bible says that the only way to the Father is through Jesus. And the only mediator between God and man is Jesus. Well, you need to understand that before Jesus was Jesus, he was the Word. The very Word that I'm giving to you now. He was the Word. James chapter 1, verse 1, 5. John chapter 1, verse 1 through 5. In the beginning was the Word. Let me put it to another one. In the beginning was Jesus. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. You cannot gain access into spiritual knowledge. You cannot gain access into spiritual understanding apart from the Word. Apart from the Word. God's Word is the funnel that everything has to flow through. Boy, that is a powerful word. What a wonderful word that is. God's Word is the funnel that everything has to flow through. I'll say it again. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. According as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue. Through the knowledge of him. How do you access that knowledge? Through the Word of God. Look at 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8. For bodily exercise profiteth little. I remember telling somebody once, it was, it was a couple of years back, and they were telling me about that we all need to exercise. And, and, and you know, I have nothing against exercise, and I think it's a wonderful thing. 
you know, I play golf and I play tennis and I ride bikes and I think exercise is a wonderful thing. But I want you to hear what the word has said. For bodily exercise profiteth little. But godliness is profitable unto all things. Having promise of life that now is and of that which is to come. The word of God says in Proverbs chapter 4. Guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it come the issues of life. Guard your heart. Don't allow anything to come into your heart. Amen. Guard your heart like a watchman on a tower. Guard it. Because out of your heart come all of the issues of life. Godliness is profitable unto all things, having promise of the life that now is. That's what the Word of God says. That now is and of that which is to come. How? Through the Word of God. For the Word of God is spirit and it's life. Wow. Spirit and life. In your spirit, you know everything that Jesus knows. <laughs> what did you just say, preacher? <laughs> yes, you heard me. I said, in your spirit, you know everything that Jesus knows. 1 Corinthians 2.16, I'll give it to you again, and I would love to give it to you again. For who hath known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Now look at Philippians chapter 2, verse 5, and look what it says. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Let this mind be in you, which was in also Christ Jesus. Wow. Let this mind be in you. You have the mind of Christ. Access it. Tap into it. Renew your mind so that you hear what he is saying. The word of God says, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts and my ways are higher than your ways. That's why the Lord Jesus Christ wants you to renew your mind so you can begin thinking like he thinks. So that you can be thinking through the mind of Christ and not your carnal, fleshly mind. I'm trying to be nice here. Hallelujah. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. In your spirit, you have the same faith as Jesus. Are you telling me, preacher, that I've got the same faith as Jesus when he walked on this earth? Yes, that's exactly what I'm telling you. In your spirit, you have the same faith that Jesus had and has. Ephesians 3.12. You want to see the word of God? I thought you would never ask. Ephesians 3.12, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence by the faith of him. Who is the him? In whom we have boldness and access with confidence by the faith of him, the Lord Jesus Christ. Look at Ephesians chapter 2 verse 18. For through him... We both have access by one Spirit unto the Father. Through Him, we both. We both. Who are we both? Jesus and me. 
Jesus and you have access by one spirit unto the Father. Through his faith, we both have access. Through his spirit, we both have access. Oh my goodness. What the power of God. Hallelujah. When you understand this, you will stop asking for things that you already have. I'll say that again. When you understand what you have and who you are, you will stop asking for things that you already have. You will stop asking for faith because you've already got it. You've already been given a measure of it. You will stop asking for the fruit of the Spirit that already exists in your spirit. I mean, what a tragedy. We spend our entire lives asking for something that has already been given to us through the atonement of the Lord Jesus Christ. And what really needs to take place it's for our minds to be renewed so that we understand what we have, so that we understand what has been given to us, so that we have the advantage over the devil by the things we know that live with and reign within us. We already have within our spirits. And we need to know these things so that our body can start acting according to our renewed minds. So that faith that we have through Christ can be released and released through our actions. You see, the life of the seed is released when the seed is planted in the ground. The ground is your heart. That is conducive to life being released. Good ground releases life. Good ground releases life. Remember what the parable of the sower? Amen. And seed was sown on good ground and it produced 30, 60, and 100 fold. If the child of God is looking for something that they already have, I'll say that again. If the child of God is looking for something that they already have and they don't know that they've already got it, if you're looking for faith and praying to receive more faith, the Word of God in Galatians tells you that the fruit of the Spirit is faith. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, meekness, goodness, faith. So when you're looking to receive something that you already have, let me explain to you what happens, what's taking place. In the beginning of your search, you're already immersed and surrounded by error. E-R-R-O-R. -R -R. In the beginning of your search, looking for whatever it is you're looking for, and you've already got it, but you don't know that you've got it. So in your search for it, you're already immersed in error. And you know what the problem with error is? It never brings forth truth. It never brings forth truth. Error brings forth confusion. And so you never come to the place of being made free because you're held bondage by error 
of the word of God that you have not desired to check out or through the unction of the Holy Spirit to ask him to lead you and guide you. You have just listened to somebody tell you without checking it out for yourself. You see, that's what the truth will do. It will make you, not set you free, it will make you free. And when you are made free, the error in your life goes away. Negative results do not produce positive results. Negative results do not produce positive results. You cannot do wrong things. You cannot think wrong things and get right results. You can't do it. We already have everything that we are ever going to need concerning life and godliness. And it lives within us in our spirit man by his divine power. And so what needs to happen in our life is that we need to bridge the gap by faith, so that the fleshly man takes on that which is present in our spiritual man. I don't pray for faith. I pray to use faith. I don't pray for love. I pray to use love. I do not pray for his spirit to manifest itself. I pray to walk in that manifestation. You see, love I've already got. Faith I've already got. All of the fruit of the Spirit I've already got. I don't pray to plant. I pray to release. I don't pray to plant. I pray to release. Do you know who you are in the Lord Jesus Christ? Because if you do, the devil groans every time you wake up in the morning because he understands that he's not chasing you. You're chasing him. <laughs> I pray that each and every one of you have been blessed today. Amen. Glory to the Lamb of God. It is good. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Amen. And even though this is in my office, I want to thank, I thank God for the opportunity. Amen. To speak to you today and to be partners with you today. I want you to know I love you. I want you to know that I thank God for each and every one of you. Amen. Praise the Lamb of God. Amen. Until next time, this is DK Grooms with Rock Solid Truth. Go with God. And he will surely go with you.